When business owners pay independent contractors $600 or more, they have to issue 1099s to those contractors by January 31st. That 1099 should include the contractor's social security number or EIN or federal ID number. These numbers are also known to the IRS as taxpayer identification numbers. So what happens to you, business owner, when you've paid your independent contractor and they haven't given you one of those numbers? I'm Deltrice Hart Anderson, keeping the IRS out of the pocketbooks, wallets, and bank accounts of taxpayers. And today, I'd like to talk about on this episode of Tax Problem Solved, the ways to avoid IRS penalties when you're missing a taxpayer identification number for your independent contractors. In a perfect world, when a business establishes a relationship with an independent contractor, before any payments are made to that independent contractor, the business has a W-9 already on file for that contractor. This W-9 form is going to have the social security number or the EIN or federal ID number of the independent contractor, depending on how they report their income to the IRS. Well, as we know it, this is not a perfect world. And especially for us small business owners, there could be a million and one things that has happened where that W-9 is not in our possession when it's time to file the 1099 forms. I've heard, oh, I thought I had it. Oh, I lost it. Or I didn't realize that I was supposed to get it. And now this person is no longer an independent contractor of mine. And they have refused to give me this W-9 form. So I do not have their taxpayer identification number. So whatever the reason is, we have to avoid any IRS penalties that we can. So here are three stabs at getting it right, trying to retrieve that taxpayer identification number to avoid any penalties surrounding missing the taxpayer ID number on the 1099 form. Once a business owner establishes a relationship with an independent contractor in a perfect world before that first payment is made to that independent contractor, the business owner already has that form W-9. That form W-9 is going to have that social security number or EIN or federal ID number of the contractor And that's going to be based on how the contractor actually reports their income received from the business to the IRS. Okay. Now, sometimes things fall through the cracks. And as we know, especially with small business owners, for whatever reason, you do not receive 
that W-9 form from your independent contractor, whether you just didn't know that you had to submit one to them, whether you found out later on that you needed a W-9 form on them and now that independent contractor refuses to provide you with the W-9, if you thought you had it but you didn't have it, just whatever, it, you lost it, whatever the case may be, now it's time for you to issue the 1099s and you do not have the information that you need. Well, the first thing you want to do is to try to mitigate all IRS penalties. So even if you do not have that taxpayer ID number from your independent contractor, you still want to file that 1099 form. You still want to issue that 1099 form to that independent contractor. And by the way, independent contractors, if you fail to provide your taxpayer ID number to a business owner that has requested it from you, guess what? You will be penalized $50. That $50 will be assessed by the IRS and you do not want those problems. So back to the business owner, you get three stabs at requesting the taxpayer identification number from the contractors to avoid the IRS penalties of not having this taxpayer identification number in the first place. Let's talk about it. Chance number one, obviously, is when you first establish a relationship, when you first sign some sort of contract with your independent contractor, even if you don't know whether they're going to make $600 or more, you still want to request that W-9 form because you just never know where the relationship is going to go. So when you first establish that relationship, when you first sign that contract, you want to also hand to them a W-9 form if it's in person. You can also request this W-9 form by mail, by email, and also by phone just to get that taxpayer identification number, okay? If you don't receive the information on the first try, you have two other times to make annual requests, Okay, so after the initial request and you don't have that taxpayer identification number, you're going to make a second request by either December 31st of the year that the relationship was established or January 31st of the following year. So here's an example. If you started with a contractor May of 2021, you have until December 31st, 2021, or by January 31st of 2022 to attempt to get that taxpayer identification number. 
document it because this is considered your after your initial request. This is considered your second request. Okay. And if you are still paying this contractor, you must withhold 24% of their payments until they provide you with their taxpayer identification number. If you do not withhold the 24%, that is another penalty that the IRS will impose on you. Now, if after the second request, you still haven't received that taxpayer identification number, then you make a third request. And that third request must be made by December 31st of the following year. So back to our example, if we established a relationship with a contractor, I think I said March or May of 2021. So sometimes in 2021, if you made your second request by either December 31st of 2021 or by January 31st of 2022, then your third request has to be made by December 31st of 2022. And there again, if you are still paying these people, which I just don't know why you would, um, because you're putting yourself in jeopardy of penalties, but I digress. If you are still paying them, you must withhold 24% of their payments until they furnish you with the taxpayer identification number. So just to recap, the three stabs at it. The first stab is when you first establish a relationship. The second is after you establish the relationship, but by December 31st, of establishing the relationship or January 31st of the following year. And then the third stab at it is by December 31st of the following year that you establish the relationship with this independent contractor. So you have three stabs at attempting at requesting this taxpayer identification number so that you can avoid the penalty for not having that taxpayer identification number on the 1099 forms. Now, you must document, 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 okay? Because if you do not document these requests, then the IRS is going to penalize you. So I'm sure some of you may be asking, what does a request look like? What do the second request and the third request look like? Well, if you are requesting by mail, then you have to have three components in that mail. You have to have a letter requesting the taxpayer identification number and within that letter, you must have some specific verbiage around if you don't provide me with this taxpayer identification number, you will be subject to 
a $50 IRS penalty. So the letter is number one. Number two, provide them a W-9 form. Now you can provide them with the substitute as well, but I just suggest that you provide them with a W-9 form. And the third piece in that mailing, you must provide them with a return envelope. I just think that's most horrible because you're already having to ask them over and over again for this information and you have to pay to mail them the letter and you also have to provide them a way to get that documentation back to you. But this is the law and in order for you to avoid the penalties, this is what you have to do. Now, if you are going to make the request by phone, you still have to, when you're talking to someone, first of all, you have to speak to an adult. So even if you have a child um, that owns the company, because you do now have a lot of children under the age 18 that own their own businesses, they are the CEOs, they are the owners, founders of their own businesses, you must speak to an adult. Okay. And that adult must be an officer of the business. So speak to an adult and that adult has to be an officer of the business. You also in the conversation, you want to inform the person that if they don't provide you with the taxpayer identification number, that there is a $50 IRS penalty. And then you are going to want to encourage them to submit a W-9 form to your company on behalf of their business. Okay. Whatever you do, again, document, document, document. Now I suggest if by mail, send that certified so you know that someone has received it. And then with the phone calls, I would even go as far as pulling the phone records, circling that phone number or phone numbers that you called and document it, put it in their files because people get amnesia. A lot of times people say, oh, I didn't receive a phone call. Well, you want to document it. Just document, document, document. So guys, that's all I have for you today. Hopefully this was helpful to some business owner that is struggling to get the taxpayer identification number from a contractor or a few contractors. Just know that for as long as you have exhibited reasonable care that you can avoid penalties surrounding not having the taxpayer identification number. If you have any questions, if you need any help with making the request or completing the 1099s, if you have any letters surrounding any 1099 filings from the past, please reach out to us at www.callthetaxpro.com. That's www.callthetaxpro.com. I'm Deltrice Hart Anderson. 
Thank you for listening to another episode of Tax Problem Solved, where we keep the IRS out of the pocketbooks, wallets, and bank accounts of taxpayers. Till next time, bye y'all.